It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Reds fans? My name is Jeff Carr, and you are Locked on Reds. And here we go. What's up, Reds fans, and welcome into the Locked on Reds podcast. Thanks so much for joining me today on this Monday, a a very sad Monday, the first day after the regular season. That's right. There is no more Reds baseball until 2020. For another year, the Reds will miss the playoffs. We're hoping that changes next season. Going to start a week-long season review. We're going to be looking at different aspects of the season, different stories that happened, and, you know, plenty of stats. Got a stat of the day for you today in just a bit. Also, going to tell you about PNC Park and where it ranks in the parks that I've been to this season. But before we get to all of that, I want to remind you about the deal that we have with Postmates. If you download the Postmates app today and you enter promo code LOCKED ON, that's L O C K E D O N, you're going to get $100 in free deliveries for your first seven days. That means for your first week, you can order as much Chipotle, as much Jersey Mike's, as much if you got a Chick-fil-A in your area, they'll bring it to you. You don't have to leave. You can sit nice and comfy in your couch, got your comfy clothes on, have someone bring it to you. Who wants to wait in a drive through line when you can do that? Or you could even have someone bring you your groceries. That's right. Postmates is your restaurant delivery, food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever delivery service you need it to be. Download the Postmates app today and enter promo code LOCKED ON for your first seven days and free deliveries up to $100. I've mentioned it before. If you can go past $100 in seven days, I think that you're pretty awesome at life. But Postmates is awesome. Download the app today. I myself have used it many times. Very awesome, especially if you are stuck at the office or something of that nature and you're really hungry, heck, if it ain't even lunchtime, maybe it's that weird in-between time between lunch and when you go home, and you just want a really good snack, maybe get some uh, chips and guac or something from Chipotle, or (laughs) maybe you want a big snack, you know, medium sandwich from Jersey Mike's. Order through Postmates. Download the Postmates app and promo code locked on. Make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast, whatever platform that you're using right now, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, or the Himalaya Podcasting app, you'll want to be subscribed because we're going to keep this rolling daily, Monday through Friday anyway, I like my weekends, but daily throughout the off season, we're going to keep up with the news, the notes, the rumors, the hot stove, might even talk playoffs a little bit, even though the Reds aren't in the playoffs, but we'll talk about what's going on there. Because I think there's going to be a lot going on. I really don't think that they're going to just sit idly by and expect everyone that's currently on the roster 
to magically improve, especially the hitting. Hashtag get the hitting. We're going to present a couple of storylines for this offseason today in which we, uh, you know, we'll be monitoring each and every week. And the first part is to get the hitting. The Reds as a whole finished toward the bottom of the National League in just about every batting category. The one category with which they finished pretty high in, getting hit by pitches. And a lot of that was Derek Dietrich. The dude was adept at getting hit by a pitch. He had 25 hit by pitches on the season. Eugenio Suarez was the only other hitter that had multiple HBPs with 11 But who are we kidding? That's not really a statistic that we're sitting here bragging about right now. We're not going to say, hey, the Reds, man, they are elite at just getting drilled by other pitchers. Just, no, that's just a, no. What we're talking about, runs scored, they're 12th in the National League with 698 runs scored. They finished 13th. In hits with 1,320 hits, and they finished the season with a 244 batting average as a team, which is good enough for 12th in the National League. They're also 12th in on base percentage at 315. They did finish 10th in slugging at 421, and all of that is to say. They weren't really good at hitting. And I could have told you that many, many times throughout the year. The narrative of the Reds getting guys on base and not bringing them in played itself over hundreds and hundreds of times. It even played itself over. I took a trip up to PNC Park in Pittsburgh on Saturday to see the second to the last game of the season. And there were many an inning where the Reds had the leadoff hitter on, sometimes the first couple of guys on, without an out, and they finished that inning without scoring. It was very frustrating. Many a time they had the bases loaded whenever they got the final out of the inning. And all told, by the time extras rolled around, they had already stranded 10 runners. And then three more innings happened on top of that. It was just... A frustrating night, but a microcosm of the season for a lineup that just failed to bring runners in to score. And that will lead us to the stat of the day. Stat of the day. Pretty much following along with the theme of what I've just told you about all of those dismal numbers, this is an even more dismal number and now to qualify a lot of the times whenever you're talking about a team's statistics or a specific player's statistics with runners in scoring position that's really circumstantial we're not trying to predict what's going to happen whenever runners get into scoring position in the future we're just saying this is what has happened when they've done so in the past and the sad part about that is for the year The Reds had 1,410 plate appearances with runners in scoring position. They compiled 314 hits and 321 strikeouts. A.K.A. they struck out more times than they got hits whenever a runner was in scoring position. And that just sucks. I mean, it really sucks. I mean... 
if you put the ball in play, at least you're forcing the defense to make a play. But when you're striking out, you take that ability away. You keep your guys on base, and they just stand there. I mean, there's no striking out that many times with runners on base compared to how many hits you have, that's just annoying. I know we're in the day and age of three true outcomes, whether it be a home run, a strikeout, or a walk. But that's a principle of baseball hitting that you're taught whenever you're a young kid in Little League. Just get the bat on the ball. Put the ball in play. And it seemed like the Reds really had a tough time doing that, and the numbers back that up this season. Hopefully they can put together a lineup next year that does not have these issues. We're going to talk about that and more, and I'm also going to expound on my visit to PNC Park, a visit that was brought to me and my wonderful wife by the Vivid Seats app. Vivid Seats is a great way to get your ticket to your next event. And through the Locked On Reds podcast, you can use promo code POSTSEASON, all one word, P-O-S-T-S-E-A-S-O-N, and you will get a discount on your next ticket order. Vivid Seats also offers this awesome awards program, almost like a cashback sort of thing. You can earn a specific percentage of your ticket order back, and you can then turn around and build that up and use it for a free ticket order in the future. Vivid Seats is your source for your next event out, your next memory that you make out, whether it be at a ball game, at a football game, basketball game, basketball's coming up, hockey's coming up. You can also buy tickets to shows. You've got live performances, whether they be concerts or some kind of stand-up act or maybe even a Broadway play. Vivid Seats has it all, and they've got some decent prices too. I had a pretty decent experience with them going to PNC Park. I mean, heck, I live just outside of Dayton. That was the first time I've ever been to Pittsburgh, but I knew with the Vivid Seats app, I had my tickets and I didn't have to worry about that. So download the Vivid Seats app today and enter promo code POSTSEASON for a discount on your next purchase. Wanted to give a quick shout out to, before we get back to everything, to Breaking Tea. If you have not checked it out already, go to BreakingTea.com slash locked on. They've got a lot of great in-the-moment t-shirts that celebrate different events that happen for our teams and specifically for Reds fans. They have a Marty Brenneman t-shirt that says, "This one belong- and this one belongs to Marty. It's an awesome t-shirt, red, really clean type. Very nice-looking T-shirt. Go check that out. Enter promo code MLB20. You're going to get 20% off. That's BreakingT.com slash locked on. Had a great time taking a road trip up to Pittsburgh and seeing the Reds play at PNC Park, watching them uh, break the losing streak. They had lost 11 in a row at PNC Park. They won the game that we went to, so... You're welcome, Reds country. We helped bring home a win. I know that we were integral in that victory 
for the Reds. But it was a bullpen day on Saturday, and they pitched a lot of guys. I mean, going 12 innings, you had to roll out just about everybody in the bullpen. R.J. Alanese with the win, both with the bat. He had an RBI single helping to extend a lead that was already gotten after he had come in to pitch. He also got a win that night for the Reds. It was after an hour rain delay as just a little cell of rain hit right as they were doing the Steve Blass retirement ceremony. Steve Blass was retiring from the booth for the Pirates. He had put together, all told, as a player and a broadcaster, 60 years for the Pirates. So that was that was pretty cool to see that. But PNC Park as a whole was pretty decent. A, a nice park, probably the best view of a city from a ballpark. Uh, you don't know too many other contenders really there. I mean, it's kind of nice to sit in the outfield at Great American and see the skyline behind the stadium. But overall, a very nice view there from PNC Park. Kind of strange. Like, it almost felt as though, even though it was a major league game, it kind of felt like I was at a Dayton Dragons game. There was a lot of little things going on on the side, little family stuff going on. And it kind of, you know, I don't know. I, I don't want to say that the dragons are kitschy by any means, but some of the little things that the pirates had, like for instance, their, their pregame video where, you know, they're talking about what not to do at the ballpark, whether it be smoking in the ballpark or, you know, getting into fights, all that other stuff. It was a video of finger puppets. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. They put a video of finger puppets up on the jumbotron. I, I don't know. I guess somebody thought that was cute. I thought it was kind of weird, but yeah, just things like that. But as a whole, PNC Park wasn't all that bad. Now, as far as I got to see, that was the third park outside of Great American, and I can never be objective about ranking Great American as opposed to other stadiums because, in my mind, Great American's the best. I'm sorry. Just going to be that way. Great American's going to be my favorite ballpark, amongst other things. Just going to happen. But... Among the other three that I got to see over the last year and a half, I guess I didn't go to Petco Park this season, but ranking the three, I honestly think Petco was the best, and then Angel Stadium, and then PNC Park. Now, I haven't seen some of the other ones like Oakland Stadium or Tampa Bay Stadium where everyone says, oh, those ones are terrible. So it's not as if I'm saying PNC Park is the worst ballpark in America. Not at all. It's a nice ballpark. But for me... There were a couple other ones that I liked more. Just saying. It's about a four-hour drive from southwest Ohio to go up and see maybe five hours, depending on whereabouts in Cincinnati that you're located. But to go up to Pittsburgh and see a game, uh, I would recommend getting uh, some sort of hotel accommodation to stay the night if you're going to a night game because driving back the same night is interesting. I was really tired. The following day, but it was a lot of fun to do, and it was a way to close out the season because the Reds only played one more game. I, I saw Saturday's game; they played Sunday, and they won that game as well. So hey, they closed the season on a winning note. They finished the season seventy-five and eighty-seven, and you know I'm feeling pretty good about that. I don't love the idea that they didn't finish five hundred or better, but I love the idea that they finished better than 90 losses. So I think they've got a lot of things to build with 
they do have some work to do this coming off season. We're going to talk about that more. As I mentioned today, the first headline of the season that we're going to be looking at further on a weekly basis is hashtag get the hitting. They may have opportunities to get guys like Yasmani Grandal and Didi Gregorius through free agency. There may be a chance to trade for guys, and now some of these are like dream scenarios, but who knows? Maybe they put together a dream trade and go get Francisco Lindor or Mookie Betts or, you know, enter player name here. We'll see what they do. But they really have to be mindful of it. They cannot just coast through the offseason and believe that everyone will get better. I saw a graphic of uh, from today's game talking about Joey Votto and the statistics that he has had throughout this last decade as we go into 2020. You know, from 2010 through 2019, he ranked first in on-base percentage amongst Major League Baseball hitters. He also had the most walks in the decade with 1,046. He was second in on-base plus slugging at 944. He was also second in batting average at 306. People forget after these last two years where he's kind of struggled through them, and especially this season, as he self-admitted was his worst season of his career. The years leading up to this have been awesome. They just didn't really have a team around him past, you know, 2013 that was going to help him and as a team be successful. Baseball is not a sport where a team can have one super amazing player and expect to be contenders for championships. You just look at the Angels. Mike Trout has been missing from the playoffs, not because of Mike Trout, but because of the Angels themselves not putting a very good contender, a contending team around him. Same goes for the Reds. From 2014 to 2019, can you honestly look me in the eye and say that it's Joey Votto's fault that they didn't put together a contending team? Uh-uh. It's front office's fault. So the front office needs to get in gear, which it's led by the right people, I firmly believe, now to do this. But they have to go out and put a contending team around him because I don't think I'm alone in thinking. I don't think I'm thinking. Thinking, thinking, thinking. But I don't believe that I'm the only one that thinks this and that 2020 may be the last great year for Joey Votto. Maybe the last year he has the potential of Joey Votto greatness because who knows maybe he is a decent hitter moving forward in his career but it's not going to be anything like he has been in this last decade I think if if you expect him to be that you are naive and you do not understand that whenever baseball hitters get older they don't get better they kind of get worse that's just the way it goes you know as Chad Dotson likes to say on Red Leg Nation Radio father time is undefeated Period. End of story. Doesn't matter who you're talking about. So, if the Reds really want to give Joey Votto that world championship that he seeks in a Reds uniform, because if you read that interview, the many interviews that were written uh, this past week with Joey Votto, he wants to win a world championship as a Red. He's not trying to go somewhere else. He's not trying to fit into a new ball club just so he can get that ring because it would feel cheap to him. He wouldn't feel like he earned it. 
He said that he wants to win one in Cincinnati because he's put in the time. He's been here through the bad. He wants to be here when things are good. And that is why this offseason is so important. That is why they need to hashtag get the hitting. That's going to do it for the Monday edition of the Lockdown Reds podcast. Tomorrow, we're going to look at some better things. We talked about the hitting today, which has been a bummer. Tomorrow, we're going to look at the pitching. Guess what? They got the pitching. Spoiler alert. We're going to talk about that and more on Tuesday's episode. Make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast that you get each and every day. You won't miss a single one of them. We're going to be talking all offseason. The Lockdown Reds Podcast is brought to you by Vivid Seats. Check out Vivid Seats with promo code POSTSEASON to get a discount on your next ticket order to whatever it is that you're looking for, whether it be sports or live events. Vivid Seats app, promo code POSTSEASON. Also, check us out on Twitter at Lockdown Reds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs. I know there won't be any Reds games to talk about, but there will be Reds news to talk about. And I'll be talking about it on the wonderful Twitter.com. Also, save the Lockdown Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. We'll take reactions and all sorts of questions all offseason. Hit me up, 513-549-0159. Thanks so much for listening to the Lockdown Reds podcast. My name is Jeff Carr, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.